Welcome to the Good Fortune Family Podcast. I am your host, Tyrus Walker. And it's your boy, Tay. Yes, sir, man. How you doing, man? What's up, bro? Another weekend, man. Right, another one, man. How your weekend go? Pretty good, bro. I was, uh, I checked out my young boys, you know. I used to do the coach, you know, the coaching thing I've been involved with, but right. they had their semifinals games, you know what I mean? They just won that, so... Shout out to the DP Titans 12. You them boys undefeated, about to go to the championship. Yes, that sir, was nice. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. but other than that, man, I just um I just kind of chilled this weekend, took it easy a little bit. I've been kind of being a little disciplined. Want to take this nice trip, so I just been kind of planning correctly. Right. Hey man, yeah. that word discipline always sounds beautiful in good context, man. Hey, I I, I I'm definitely rooting for you for that. Right. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Yes, sir, man. Yeah. But today, man, we go. today, man, uh, my, my weekend going great, man. So to, um, I've been down to L.A., you know, looking for spaces, looking for a place to call home and been on a little move with that. But other than that, man, it's been all good. No complaints. Yeah. Went to that yeah. little spot. What's that? Uh, Fogo the Child last night. It was What's solid. Yeah, it's a little Brazilian cuisine type spot. They bring out okay. different type of meats and stuff. Uh, okay. It be it's dope. It's a, it's it's an experience type of thing. Like I wouldn't say do this shit all the time, but because it's heavy on meat, so they bring in all different types of meat. So they bring out like pork and beef and all type of different sausages and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That it was a it was a dope little little vibe. I did feel like they was bringing out the food a little slow. You know, a little slow, a little bit. It's all you can eat, but they was bringing them out a little slow. And now they had too much bloody situations. I I need that well done. You know what I mean. <laughs> That well done, but it was still fire, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a five star spot. Yeah, it's definitely okay. it's up there. It's, it's 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 worth it. It's a cool little spot. Like I say, it's a cool experience. But hell okay. yeah, man! Today, bro. Today, our topics, bro. We got starting off with man. I wanted to ask you, bro. Why do you think it's important to face your fears? Um, I feel like it's good to, you know, face your fears because I think pushing through that that wall like it's like sometimes your fear be that wall that stop you from getting to that next level but i think once you push through that wall you get to realize like what type of uh strength and skill you really have like it kind of yeah. tests you and, and make you a person that's that that can grow even more than what you've already grown right that's you know facts i can agree with that bro like, yeah, I feel like <clears throat> as human beings, uh, we're born fearless, but structured to be to be scared of everything. Like, you know, of course, we're born, you know, with the intentions of just, you know, you see people in those indigenous, um, like indigenous countries or areas where, you know, third world situations and they're, mm-hmm. you know, never seen certain people before. And they're fearless of them, you know, because they're still going out and seeing. Like, I seen one, um, I seen one little uh, documentary where it was these uh, reporters, these white men, they had went to, I can't remember which state, what country it was, uh, but they had found like these people that were that have never been seen before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for people that never seen white people before, you know, they probably was like, "Damn, they have big ass ghosts. Why they look like us?" You know what I'm saying? Like. And the way that they was interacting with the people they never met before was kind of neat. Like, wow, like they was they was sincerely fearless. Like they 
wasn't afraid. They was ready to kill some shit, but at the same time, they wanted to make sure that, you know, they knew what was going on. Like, And I was just thinking, like, and a lot of times, as kids, you know, we try to, we have so many things to protect kids from damaging or hurting themselves because they're so fearless. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about it. They just want to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I think as we get older in our society, like, as time go on, for some reason, I feel like it's a lot of things in play to create fear from you to be, from you being the best version you can be sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I was just about to say that to you, actually. I was thinking in my head, like, you know, I thought, I think of infants, you know, or, you know, kids that's growing to be toddlers and, you know, eventually become teenagers and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I was wondering, like, do you think that adults place fear on children and ultimately that's how their fear factor kind of kind of grow you know what i'm saying or is it a situation where it's like you know when children are young they do things and through experience they create fear for themselves because that's interesting that's kind of interesting perspective right i feel like i feel like it really goes hand in hand i feel like the parent plays a a super huge role in it but Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it kind of go hand in hand because you're right. It is certain situations where, you know, a kid will go do something. He'll touch an electric, uh, a port or something to touch a, the, it's, you know, some electric stuff. He gets shot. Right. It might, you know, let him know, hey, we not, we don't need to do that again. Leave, leave right. that alone. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be bothering that. No, I don't even do that. And then you have kids that just like, fuck it, that felt crazy, but I'm going to keep doing it though. You know what I'm saying? Until something else happens type shit. But as far as the parents part, I definitely agree that it, they play a large role because typically your parents put on, they put their fears upon you because mm-hmm. they limit you based off of what they can and can't do mm-hmm. for the most part. So they'll tell you, you know, situations where, you know, business, a lot of parents look at businesses, it's super hard. It takes a lot of money and take a lot of time and all this, that, and the third, but you instilling that into your child to be fear to fear business or to fear uh, entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And uh, I think mm-hmm. that's wrong. I think it shouldn't be that way. Um, certain situations where you might have, you know, a family member that might be super creative or something. You know what I'm saying? They might want to draw or something like that or uh-huh. write pa- paint pictures. If they right. have a fan, if they have a parent that's telling them like, "Hey, they can't do this," like, who you gonna who gonna pay you for that? Why would you do this? Like that can deter you from being the best version of yourself sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff is an important role. And that's why it's like, it's very important to face your fears as you get older, because you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person to put limitations on people because of what you're so afraid of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And being afraid to fail. That's just, that's the biggest beast of them all. I think a lot of humans are going through that situation, just being afraid to fail. Like not even putting your foot forward. Just on, just automatically telling yourself, man, I can't do this. This shit's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think it should be done. You know. Right, and that's 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 funny because I was thinking earlier this week. Uh, you know, I me and you had a conversation outside of this about, you know, one of the topics that I think we're gonna talk about today. But um, I was thinking also about like, you know, I don't have kids, but <clears throat> when I when I do have kids, you know, which is going to be pretty soon for the most part um i was thinking like i don't want my kids to even be familiar with the word like the context of like can't 
you know, never, won't, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff right. like that. Like it's it's like I think stuff like that make a difference because you know I, I feel like once you train them, I, I look at kids as like sponges, right? So right. it's like if you look at it from a perspective of that, whatever you kind of feed them is whatever they're gonna retain and carry on through life. So right. it's like why I think we should be more intentional about what we apply to our children life so they can ultimately grow, you know, but obviously we can go more in depth in, you know, the fu- the future topics, you know, because I think that's something that we will talk about, obviously, but, um, but yeah, like, when, like you said with fears, bro, it's like, I, it just come with growth. And I do think, um, the older you get, um, it, it's a, it's like a domino effect kind of thing. It's like, you know, our grandparents may have had fears that they placed on our parents, our right. parents may have placed fears on us. And then it's like, we place fears sometimes on our younger siblings or, you know, children, you know, et cetera. So it's like, you know, at some point, somebody just got to say like, you know what, like, I'm not going to subscribe to that. Right. You know, I'm not going to think of things from that perspective. And I'm going I'm to push myself past the limit that I know I'm capable of doing. And I think once you do that, it becomes easier to, you know, challenge yourself to things that you may be, you know, a little scared of. Right. I know one of the fears that I've gotten over this year, um, I'm not a fan of heights. I don't like heights. <laughs> you, 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 you both. We done been in a lot of, we done been in a few situations, bro, going to Bush Gardens and stuff. We would not ride them rides, but. <laughs> bro, what, hey, remember the time, I, I think you, you was there with me. When we went to, every time me and you went to Bush Gardens, we were not getting on a ride. We were walking around <laughs> seeing what was going on. Like, I remember yeah. the time my pops, I think I was like 12 or something like that. I think Grand Theft Auto 4 had just came out. He was like, uh-huh. if you get on a roller coaster ride, I'll get you the game. I couldn't do it. Bro, your dad it. used to. Your dad used to offer us all types of stuff to get on rides. Right. Would not take it. <laughs> would not do it. And dive yeah. in for a reason, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to stay a part of it. Yeah, but I know this year, like, um, with me and my girlfriend, man, like we've uh we've done uh zip lining. Zip right. lining. So like that was different. I mean, that's a little that's the safer route, but I mean, there's something that I did overcome. I wasn't too comfortable with doing it, but I did it. Right. Hey. <laughs> You gotta do it like I hey shoot. Even shoot in the situation where I'm in now to get to LA, like man, I don't like flying, but shit, I know I gotta I gotta get on that flight to get to where I need to be. So facing right. fears, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll be paranoid as hell the whole time I'm up there. That's why I try to sleep, but hey, I'm yeah. still doing it, you know what I'm saying? You know and what's then, funny? I put it I it's crazy because I put a lot of trust in planes. I've never right. been scared to get on a plane for some reason. Like the um my very first time flying was like um I did it for basketball. I right. mean like you know throughout me playing sports, but uh like the first time I experienced the actual flight and it's like you know you have your turbulence, you know you had a little rock, you know the plane is shaking stuff as it's like about like taking off and you know about to land from time to time. It's like that kind of shook me a little bit, right. but other than that um. I like I I got a lot of trust in planes. I I was never scared once I was in the air. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I give my trust to him. It's just I had my experience. I, we talked about this, but my experience with Spirit, <laughs> I would never fly Spirit ever again. Um, they definitely tainted my brain with flights after that one because I was just like, man, this is this is crazy. We fell out of the sky for like a solid three four seconds. Swear to God, like just fell out. 
And I was like, yo, this is going to go out of business. Yo, they need to go out of business. (laughs) This is crazy. The way people talk about them, it's like, they got to be going out of business soon. (laughs) Bro, it's it's like, they're very cheap. And I will say that. But yeah, man, like, fear is definitely something. I would say the main thing about getting over your fear, bro, is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be cool with being uncomfortable sometimes to just get to where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Every situation yeah. in life isn't going to be what you thought it was going to be or what you, whatever the case is. Like you, sometimes you got to roll with the punches, man. You I know agree. what I'm saying? And, and, and build from what you have there. And, you know, it, it could go a long way. All those, the little things like that can go a long way, man. For sure, it goes yeah. our way, bro. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, that's, I mean, I feel the same way as you. This year, I think it's kind of been like that year where um, I wouldn't say necessarily fear. It was, it, it was some small fears in there. Right. Um, But for myself, but uh, like I said, just overpower, like, you know, just trying to conquer those fears and just trying to push through and um, take myself to the next level ultimately because I know. Um, I'm responsible for not only myself, but I'm responsible for the people around me and, and to a certain extent. And uh, you want to be able to provide, you know, right. and you always want to have options. Facts. That's important, you know, for sure. Yeah. And going to the next question, man, with that, um, why do you think it's important to have the mindset of, like, especially as a man, as men? Or even females mm-hmm. too. Why do you think it's important to have the mindset of structuring your family instead of just letting it happen? I mean, I I think that's extremely important, and, and especially like when you're in relationships um, with your partner. I think those are conversations you're supposed to have before you actually plan on taking your relationship to the next level. Meaning, you know, bringing children into the world because views and um, core values are like some of the most important things. And a lot of times they're non-negotiables for some people, you know? And I think ultimately, you know, when it comes to bringing life, bringing a child into the world, you know, it's like with two people, you got to come to common grounds about certain decisions, right? you know? And that's something that I don't think you can necessarily prepare for. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the best thing that, you know, people kind of do is I think they take, um, experience that they may have from their parents or, you know, their their family structure of what their parents, you know, gave them. Mm-hmm. And then I think also they uh, take information or take um, inspiration from different places. I mean, friends, you know, that have children or uh, they may see something. I mean, I think you get inf- uh, inspiration from anything like TV shows, you know, Right. Any, any, any different, any form, anything of what you see and what you get inspired by, I think you choose to take that and re- and bring it in to your dynamic with your family. So to structure, I think, you know, that's, that's everything. And I definitely think that it's something that you got to discuss with your partner beforehand, you know, right. to make sure y'all, y'all both on the same page. And right. it's always about the kids, you know, right. it's, it's never about the adult. Right. I think, uh, like you said, I, I, I agree with you for sure. For before before I even go into anything, I definitely agree. I know sometimes you, situations happen where you know a kid might pop up, one kid mm-hmm. might pop up. Okay, oops, baby, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah, that's right. okay. That's cool. That one kid, right? But if you know that you yo, you financially does not, you don't have the structure to maintain that and, you know what I'm saying, like, so you barely getting by having one. Mm -hmm. You can't mess around and have a mistake and have another because then that's kind of like you just being unresponsible. Realistically, right. you just being unresponsible and then you just blame it on life. Nah, right. that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got the opportunity you knew what the hell you were doing in that process you know what happens after you know as you have sex you can potentially get pregnant we have we go to school yeah. for the shit so you know right. it can happen but i feel like a lot of people don't move with intentions like don't have legitimate intent to like for the future they just kind of living it out sometimes i'm not gonna say everybody because as right, you right. see there are we have a lot of examples to move from as far as like seeing structure and it's always ones or twosies within a family. You know, it could be auntie or grandma that figured out they've been married for 30, 40 years, got a little yeah. situation going, you know, they can give you money here now and then. You got a property in your own name. Like they they was moving with intentions. They knew what they mm -hmm. wanted for you. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to make sure that you had and that you had a, a baseline to go off of so you could be the best version that you can be, not just, you know, just throw you into the world and just say, hey, go do whatever. Because that's what happens a lot of the time. But right. As it happens, there needs to be a change too. Like, you know that you didn't went through this already and you know how that feels. So you shouldn't do it to the next person that you create because then mm -hmm. it's just kind of like you, you're undermining the values of life. You just kind of just moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I believe it is important as a, you know, when you're able to start paying bills, you need to move with intent. Because that's right. important from now on. You know what I'm saying? Like life structure, you being structured is going to be the reason that you could be as successful as you need to be, or you could be as poor as you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it can go either way. And and I that's how I was talking. It's funny. I was talking to my girl about this the other day about that path, that 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 lane we get at certain points of decisions, decision making. You can go left or you can go right. Which one do you want to do? But not really understanding right at that moment. Whatever decision you make, that is going to affect maybe two, three months down the line, maybe three years down the line of your decisions after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it is important to make sure you move with intent and take control of your life so you can do what you need to do and live a comfortable life. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that definitely plays a factor also. Um, I, trauma, 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 not, you know, not in a negative manner, I, I mean, but I mean, trauma is trauma. I can't say negative manner, you know, but right. um, I think that alters and, you know, ultimately make you reflect on how you would want your child upbringing. You know, right. your your parents may do something to you and you be like, man, I would, I never want my child to feel that way. You know, right. I never want my child to, you know, experience that, you right. know, and um, that's a good thing. I mean, it's it's good to kind of like see things a little ahead of time and you know kind of have a plan have you know prepare for certain things you know so ultimately your your child don't have to deal with the trauma that you have because ultimately i think it's funny i think the most important lesson that people could learn out of the topics that we kind of have in today is um is that not passing on generation trauma right you know what I'm saying? Because it's like all of this is kind of like a domino effect. It's like, again, 
our grandparents may pass it to our parents. Our parents pass it to us. And then like, if we don't learn from the, from the trauma, you know what I'm saying? If we don't change, break the chain and, you know, do things differently, then we pass it on to our kids. Exactly. You know, so definitely, it's definitely something that you should be aware of. Um, go on your mental healing and your mental journey and do that before you have kids, absolutely. So you right. can have a better foundation for the child and so that the, you know how to deal with certain situations better for the child right. exactly. in the future. Right. To sum it up, you know what I'm saying? With, with what I'm saying, because I know I was a little long-winded. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I, no, I get it. it. And everything you're saying needs to be said. Like, it is important, yeah. bro. Like, it's important because I think a lot of times, too, where people forget, it's like, yeah, they understand about uh, traumas and stuff like that. But they don't mm-hmm. really look, they don't really think about it to the fullest extent. Like they know they have traumas, but they rather just deal with it and not get over it and not really understand what it really means to get over it to help the next. Because if you're still mm-hmm. sitting in your same trauma that you've been going through 30, 40 years and you, you got kids now and they're 20 something years old, you damn near got to be crazy to believe they're not going through the shit you're going through because you didn't even teach them how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You you gotta be crazy to think that they expected they figured it out if you never gave them the baseline. And if they did figure it out, you need to be blessed. You know what I'm saying? God heard you right. one time. <laughs> right. He heard you and one also, time. And also I feel like trauma show up in different ways. I mean, I feel like trauma may show up, like you said, through fears, like the last topic you spoke on. Right. Um, trauma shows up in uh like mentally and physically, you right. know what I mean? That's to to that's that's what I would say. Like it shows right. up in so many different forms in different ways. Some sometimes that, you know, you never you may be looking at it like, oh man, my kid, my kid good, you know, he smiling, laughing, he said he loved me and stuff like that. But it still don't mean mentally, you know, in his head that he still didn't receive that trauma. So it's like just asking the necessary questions and. You know, taking that time out to just communicate and keeping that um, environment where the kid can ultimately come to the parent and say what they need to say. I right. think that's the most important thing. Right. Definitely. You know, and, and parents need to understand too that a this situation, this this lifelong traumatic whatever it is, is you know running through our family. It needs to stop with me. So I can right. help you do what you got to do. Because sometimes it happens where, the, you know, parents be like, well, I had to go through this or I had to go through that. Well, you went through that because your situation wasn't the best. Right. Now right. you have a chance to change it. Change it. Don't keep it the same because it's kind of fucked up. You just letting the person, you know, letting your child or what you who you created just go through the same terrible situation you went through. You know right. what I mean? And that's not really fair for yeah. for a successful future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that. Valuing your existence in your family life is very important, and it can help out if you pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, for uh, sure. We also got to understand that these these children, these kids that we bring into this world, they're they're harmless. You know what I'm right. saying? And they don't. It's certain they don't des- like you know they deserve everything, and but at the same time, they don't deserve you know us doing wrongful things to them. And I'm right. not saying you know. Well, no, I am saying, I mean, from physical abuse, mental right. abuse, you know, right. any, like, re- regardless of any of that, it's like, yeah, like, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be experiencing and dealing with those things. They didn't do anything that's for us to pass that on to them, spitefully. Right. right. 
the reality of it is we see it, you know, we, we so quick, we can see all the information, you know, through social media nowadays, but the reality of it is monsters and beasts are not born. They're created. Mm -hmm. It don't happen overnight. That shit happens over a lifetime. So I agree. That shit is very important to pay attention to because you don't know who the one little monster you got running around and you creating in your crib right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you might be creating a motherfucker to not care about nothing and not even knowing it. You know what I mean? I agree. So I it's agree. important to be on top of that shit. But yeah, man. Right. That, and we, we just gave free games to the folks, man. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Give a free game, man. But on to the next topic, bro. We talked about this a little earlier. Um where where do you feel like where do you feel like in today's structure in today's time where do you feel like coaches coaches positions lie in that like how important is a coaching position nowadays I, in okay sports? so in the media when it comes to the sports stuff it's been a lot of like uh talk about coaches in general you know you got Jeff Saturday that just got hired for the Indiana coach you got um Steve Nash that just been fired in the NBA for the, from right. the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but before I, you know, before we go, before I go into that, I mean, before we get to talking about that, I think coaches are the most valuable people outside of parents and, you know, friends and loved ones and stuff. Right. If, if your child plays sports, I think the coach is the most important thing. And I think people should be more intentional from a child perspective right. on who they allow coach their kids. Right. Reason being is because there's some relationships that me and you both have with right. some coaches that we've experienced, had experiences with that we will forever have appreciation and respect for that coach because right. of what they did for us when we was younger. You right. know what I mean? So that goes a long way, man. And um, now, on, and, and that, I mean, that goes all the way through child to adulthood, you know. But as far as on a professional level, I'm starting to feel like some of these coaches is like puppets. You know, like it's kind of like the president a little bit. Like, you know how yeah. everybody holds the president accountable for all the results and all the outcomes that happen in the United States, you yeah. know, or in the country in general. But at the same time, they, I, I hear a lot. Well, I'm not going to say a lot, but I hear some of the presidents complain about how they really don't have the power in the, decision-making opportunities that they that people think they do you know us right. as citizens think they do so I kind of you know connect that to these coaches in professional sports like you know Steve Nash like Steve Nash got to me I feel like he kind of got dealt a bad hand you yeah, know I'm not gonna say he's a good coach because I've seen some decisions he made in the playoffs that I question mm -hmm. but and I mean just from a basketball perspective somebody that played basketball I question it but at the same time, it's like this man, when he had the big three, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, he really didn't like get a fair opportunity. He never really had all three of them on the court for a long, to me, for a, a time span that they can kind of build chemistry, they can play, they can perform. And you really give him credit, well, not even credit, but give him time to get a fair evaluation on what the team, how the team is performing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and then when he get it, also if COVID happened and his coaching and his time frame of coaching the Brooklyn Nets, then after COVID, you know, injuries, um, they made the playoffs. They lost off of that, uh, 
um, Kevin Durant hitting the three, but his foot was on the line. Like that, that uh, overtime game that they had with the Bucks. Oh yeah. And yeah. then, right. And then you got Kyrie Irving. That's you know for the people you know having certain um, political beliefs and you know worldly beliefs. That sometimes it's like I don't think I don't think that he had a fair evaluation. It was so many things that happened in between his his time frame of you know, coaching the Brooklyn Nets that it's like, did he really deserve to get fired, though? Right. You know, but at the same time, I understand the GM perspective, too. You know, right. it's like, at what point do you, I mean, you, at the end of the day, you can't get rid of the players. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you, they guarantee money. You know, right. they, they getting paid. And it's like, you missing out on hundreds of millions. So the first person obviously got to be the coach because I can fire you at any moment. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But but yeah, man, I, I think they kind of like puppets and stuff like that sometimes, man. They're like somebody that's just in position to oversee. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing always, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think they always, they get a bad rap sometimes. Man. Yeah, they do. They you do. Know? What you think was, about that, though? I would say specifically about um, Steve Nash's situation. He definitely was dealt a bad hand. Um, he was put in a circus. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was put in a circus to be the damn ringleader, and he's never been a ringleader before in that situation. Like, they had a lot of situations in that team, you know, they was always on the news. They was always on the front page, the front of ESPN. You Indeed. got James Harden, you got Kevin Durant, and you got Kyrie Irving. Between those mm-hmm. three, the news that circuit that went through, it was it, it's too much for a team anyway. It's too much mm-hmm. for a locker room. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too much to just be on the team to have every day you come into work, you got some bullshit going on. Somebody did this, somebody did that, or somebody just talking about y'all in a negative for sure. way. For sure. It could be a lot. You know, that's not – who wants to go to work like that every day? And I feel like maybe Steve Nash he probably, he might be happy he out of that situation. He get another chance to go somewhere else and try, you know, have another experience because, you know – won't the Knicks correct me if I'm wrong? Knicks was the Knicks was his first coaching team, right? That was his first opportunity he got to coach, right? The Nets? Yeah. Steve yeah, Nets. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, so I think he'll he'll go he'll go off and get another opportunity for somewhere else. Because bro's I mean, as we know his his legacy, bro is definitely uh basketball savvy. He do no ball. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, yeah. He was no a ball. Yes, sir. Like bro, yeah. no ball. But I think in the in the like you said, he just got dealt a bad hand, and and in a lot of situations for coaches, hey, you are the first one that can go. You know what I'm saying? Right. That you have the hardest job, honestly, because you are at risk of losing your job. But at the same time, your job is to control everybody and make sure not control everybody, but make sure maintain everybody, make sure everybody's doing right. Your job is Indeed. to be a parent and a teacher, and at the same time, hope you don't get fired. Right, right, right. I you know get. I, mean? I, 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 I definitely understand that. And even on the perspective of uh, Jeff Saturday, like um, yeah. the coach that just got hired for Indiana. At the end of the day, I hope he does really well because that press conference that he put out, that was, that spoke to me, man. Like he right. made me a believer a little bit, bro. Like, I like people that's honest. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, don't get up there and feed me a lie or try. You know what I mean? make me believe something that, you know, like, don't make me feel like you're reading off the teleprompter. Like, right. tell me, tell, like, keep it real with me based off what you think. 
And I mean, I think he was pretty honest, you know what I mean, when he got in the press conference. But the only thing I don't like, and um, I think I heard this on a couple of, you know, sports shows and stuff like that, was I don't think um, black coaches in the NFL would get that opportunity. At the end of the day, this man, from what I what I heard, I'm not – I could be wrong, but this man was coaching high school football. In yes, Georgia. he was. He was. Bro, high school football, when you got somebody right. like Eric Bieniemy. Um, mm-hmm. then been to the AFC championship how many times at this point with Kansas City? And he's right. basically running the system and had Andy Reid backing him up, saying that he is the system pretty much. Right. Like, come on, man. We like, we gotta, I don't know, we gotta reevaluate this, you know? Right, man. You, it's, 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 it's crazy to me that, you know, he, he hasn't really had enough experience. But he got the head coach position. I understand the owners can make whatever decision that they choose to make with their team. That's right. why they're the owners, you right. know. But at the same time, it's like, at what point are we going to really be honest with ourselves and say, like, come on, man, this guy, do he really deserve this? You know, right. does he deserve this opportunity or does somebody that's been putting this work in on another team? Um, DeMarco Ryan, the uh, – if that's his name, I don't want to. I don't want to mess his name up. But um, the 49ers defensive coach, he's coming up for having a, getting a potential head coaching opportunity. Like, come right. on, bro, we gotta. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta put some people in position. Right. You know. To definitely, right. you know, that to, to be successful, we have to definitely do that. Like, we definitely need to do that. And I would say for Jeff Saturday, um, bro, press conference, his press conference, he said what he needed to say. Cause it was nothing more he right. could have said. You know what I'm saying? Like if he said anything else, he was gonna get critiqued on it. Because we do understand his background. He don't have a legitimate background to be in the league like that. Right. He's really in a position of really humble beginnings. Like if he asks, like we said, I want him to go far. I want him to excel, and I want him to look good. I want him to make this decision make sense. I don't want it to be like, damn, what the hell? Why do you pick this dude? Because then that can fuck him up too. You know what I mean? Like. He is taking it. He is. He's on a hot seat. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I do hope that he's able to uh, pull this one out, man. And going off of that, bro, who we got for next week, bro? Who we got for the games, man? What's our lineup looking like? All right. So one o'clock. I think a good game that me and you actually no, I'm gonna do your team. Matter of fact, the good game that we can go off of is a uh, Baltimore and Carolina. Okay. I don't even know if we should be talking about this for real. Should we? No, we're gonna dust them off. No, we're gonna dust them. We can go with it. We're gonna dust them off. Hey, listen, man, y'all got a good shot to be a, a top AFC contender too. Like, I think y'all only lost what two games, three games. Right. I don't know. It's 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 a small margin for error in the AFC right now. It's, yeah, it's looking a little interesting. Right. Um. So, I mean, it's it's neat. I mean, at this point, should we even give the like? Our picks on that. I got Baltimore. You got Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we already going the one o'clock game. That's guaranteed. Baltimore got the dub. We got that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, four o'clock. You got. I like Minnesota and Dallas. Okay. So who you got? Who you got out of that? Minnesota mm. kind of hot right now. They are. I'm going Minnesota, bro. I'm going Minnesota. Mm. I'm going Minnesota. I like. I, you know what? I like Dallas. Dallas. Yep. I don't know if I believe in uh I don't know if I believe in um uh what's buddy name the quarterback Dak Prescott right yeah. now. I know yeah. he's still trying to figure it out, man. So I, I think I'm going with the Vikings. I think the Vikings can put it up. That boy Justin Jefferson is still a problem. So 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And that defense is rolling, too. And, you know, that pass rush ain't no joke. But I think uh, Dallas defense is balling out of control right now. They right. are balling. Michael Parsons, bro, ain't nothing, to, ain't nothing to play with. So, I think I think Kirk Cousins is going to struggle with them. Right. He might. Um, and then, it's going to be a good yeah. game, though. And then you got uh, – I don't know. Let's do let's do four games this week though, because I like the eight o'clock Sunday night game, and I like Monday night football game too. All right, so eight o'clock you got Kansas City and uh, the Chargers. Who you who you gonna roll with? Uh, I got Kansas City. I'm not gonna go against Patrick Mahomes. He's still doing his thing. This like a a new rivalry, like you know the battle of the you know best quarterbacks you know they they kind of everybody on everybody list now is uh Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You know, so you got two of the top dogs going against each other. Since you took Kansas City, I'm gonna take LA. I'm gonna take the okay. Chargers. That's a big yeah, I like I like them. I think they're one of those teams that like they can creep up and cause some upset, you know, through the playoffs as long as they make it there, you know, cuz Gosh, you know, it's, this can go anywhere at this point. Then Monday right. Night Football, you got San Francisco, Arizona. Mm, I'm going 49ers. I'm going with the Niners. They've been balling out. I think I'm going to go with the Niners too, man. I think they – Christian McCaffrey addition is crazy. Defense is crazy. Debo Samuels is a straight baller. He got nothing but dog in him. So, I think – uh, 49ers gonna get that one. Although I like Colin Murray and uh, E Hop, I hope they can figure it out. Right. Yeah. You that's know? that's gonna be a solid game, man. We got we got a solid four, bro. We got a yeah. solid four, and we gave these folks some good free information. We gave some free game, man. And mm-hmm. I think I think we 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 give a game that people could take from and and really use, and it could be helpful in life, man. And if you you know. And if we if we talk we're talking about something that's that's touching y'all heart or near and dear, hey, reach out and let us know, man. Let us know how we how we're making y'all feel because that's gonna keep us going and keep us driving. Cause we have we got a lot of good feedback so far, but we can keep it going. I know it's only the beginning, man. So for sure, bro. And like that, bro, it's gonna be a wrap. That yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Figaro's just saw myself up in another life, or did I have a...